It's time for a Big Blue Kickoff Live. Nobody can ever tell you that you couldn't do it because you did. On Giants.com. You know what I saw? New York Giant Pride. And the Giants Mobile app. We'll punch you in the nose for 60 minutes with a relentless competitive attitude. Part of the Giants Podcast Network. Let's go out there like a bunch of crazy dogs. Have some fun. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday and welcome to another edition of Big Blue Kickoff Live right here on Giants.com and the Giants Mobile app. Jeff Refegels, how are you this morning, sir? I'll punch you in the face with relentless. <laughs> I should know that whole theme. We hear it every day. We open the show. John Schmelk, I am doing wonderful. How about you guys? We Happy are Friday to you. We are great, and we have a real life football game. What? Well, kind of. Well, yeah, kind of. Kind of real life preseason yeah. coming up tomorrow. Giants and Jets to open up their preseasons at MetLife Stadium. Jeff, we've been kind of building up to this now for about eight months <laughs> in a lot of ways. <laughs> right. And I get, again, when the regular season starts in a month, I say we've been building up to this for nine months. But look, it, it's great to see these guys on the field. We could see some of the things they do at practice and see how it translates against a different group of players, which really is the ultimate test, especially I would imagine, and you can talk about this better than I can from a player's perspective. Yeah, it's time. You get tired of the same old, you know, Groundhog Day playing against the same guys. So now you want to go out and see what you can do against these other guys, and especially the Jets. And it is a home game. So the Giants are the home team, which is nice. And uh, you get the Giants crowd there. And if any of uh, our listeners were there yesterday or the day before, was it, at the, uh, the what was it? Fan the Fest. Fan Fest, which you and I were. It Jeffrey Fiegels was there as well. I was, and it was fun to see people back in. It was weird. To see people back. It was just kind of, you know, it's like we took a hiatus here. But it was nice. And I think that, you know, to your point, John, you come back in as a player, you get excited about going through, and this is a real game. A lot of these guys, this will be the first NFL football game they've ever played in their life. That's the exciting part about it. Uh, the veterans, uh, just another preseason game. Guys like Nate Solder, some of the older veterans. But the fact of the matter is, is they all count when it talks when you talk about evaluation and that's what this is all about uh coach judge has has uh kind of talked a little bit about what the tempo is going to not tempo but what it's going to be like a third preseason game so i mean a fourth preseason game you know what that means john a lot of guys are going to play maybe not a lot of the starters but a lot of guys are going to play well we found out jeff one guy that's not going to play and Mm -hmm. that is giants quarterback daniel jones joe judge actually revealing some information at his news conference that's Um, that's a shocker right so well again why not it's the preseason it's not like anybody's game planning for anyone here so daniel jones will not play in that first preseason game daniel was asked about it gave typical Daniel answers where Mm -hmm. not my decision I'm happy to do whatever the coach asked me to do (laughs) and onward and and forward so Mike Glennon will start we don't know about these other players yet some players were asked about whether or not they were going to play in the game yesterday guys like Leonard Williams they said they have not been told yet Joe Judge said he had not told them yet Mm -hmm. so put that all together it makes sense we'll find out as we get closer to Saturday night I imagine that'll probably leak out at some point tomorrow afternoon sure in, in one way shape or form and basically we talked about this, Jeff, and we're starting to get a feel for it now, how Joe Judge was going to manage the new preseason schedule where the final preseason game now, since there's only three, is two mm-hmm. weeks prior to the season opener rather than just one. Mm-hmm. And he basically revealed yesterday that this game is going to be treated like the final preseason game in a lot of ways where he's going to give young guys a chance, see if you know they can show what they can do in game situations, which means very limited play for the veterans. And he is still going to treat preseason game number three like a traditional 
preseason game number three, dress rehearsal for the regular season. So we talked about this a lot. That's what it looks like he's going to do. He said, look, everything's subject to change based on injuries and how guys are doing and everything like that. But he said, basically, that's going to be the plan. That's always how I thought he should do it, too, because, frankly, Jeff, I don't want to give these guys three weeks between mm-hmm. a preseason game and a regular season game, mm-hmm. I think that's too much. Yeah, it is. I, I want to give these guys some action closer to the start of the season. I think two weeks is, is a is a good amount of time. If someone has a minor tweak, you can be ready to go by the time the regular season starts. From a player's perspective, what do you think about Judge's plan for handling playing time and stuff like that in the preseason? Well, I think for the veterans, um, it's 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 kind of normal, right? So that third preseason game, like you mentioned, John, is a is kind of um, you're going to play the first half and then maybe a series into the third quarter to kind of get your get the idea of how to come out of the locker room and that kind of stuff. So I, from a player's perspective, that's that's great. I mean, the first preseason game for me, I'm different because I don't have to play a lot. You know, I mean, four or five kicks or whatever. I always wanted to play, um, so I was kind of and, and it went that way. I usually did. But for the most part, some of these guys are okay with not without playing. They've gone through some practices, and they say, okay, but I, I like it. I think this is the way to go. And now that they have two weeks off after that third preseason game, um, that's a lot of rest for these guys. So you want to have them get a good, a good sample size, if you will, before the season starts. Here's the other thing we have to look at, John. We know that there's roster cuts coming this year. Last year there wasn't. Remember, it was just all the way through the training camp, and then boom, bam, it was gone. So now you've got this – you know, whatever it was from 90 to 85 to 80 and then 53, whatever. But the fact is that this is about evaluation. I keep saying that because really that's what training camp and, and preseason is all about. It's building chemistry with your team, but more importantly, it's it's basically going out there and evaluating what your roster is going to be. We kind of can sit here and probably identify 95% of the roster, what it's going to be. So that other 5% now – those are the guys that you got to show me something in the next three games. So you figure what, there's about three or four? You, you figure if we had to guess right now, we'd probably get 48 of the 53, something like that? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I would say to be, to be safe, I would say 45 of the 53 because there's always going to be some injuries in there. There's going to be some guys that, you know, it's just that all of a sudden some guys make. Remember, we haven't seen any of these young guys play in a game yet. So, you know, there's always one player that sticks out at the end of the preseason, and we're all scratching our head like, is this guy going to make it or not? So it's exciting to see, and I think it would be kind of fun to pick out maybe one or two of those guys that we think that maybe is a long shot that maybe make it. And, you know, you guys can just can do it yourself, but I think it's always fun to talk about those kind of guys. Yeah, I really think it is too. All right, so, Jeff, let's get to it now. Who are the guys or what are the things that you really are excited to see and the first thing you're going to look at when the Giants take the field against the Jets on Saturday night? Well, I think like everybody wants to know, I, and unfortunately at this point in time, it looks like the offensive line is dealing with a little bit of depth problems with injuries and things like that. So I guess that's probably where I'm first going to look at is that offensive line and see how they how they pr- perform. Um, we know that there's not going to be a lot of veterans playing, but you know what, John? What happens if you don't have a lot of guys behind? You got to have to you got to have five offensive linemen. So you know we may be surprised at how long some of these other guys play tomorrow night because of that. So that's the first thing I'm going to look at. The second thing I, I'm I'm okay with the offense. I I think that the offense at the skill position, the quarterback, the running back, the wide receivers. I think we kind of know about those guys. Um, when I flip over to the defensive side, I want to watch the linebackers. I want to see the edge rushers. I want to see who's going to play there. Obviously, there's some guys that are hurt and banged up a little bit, but um, to me. I have a lot of confidence in that secondary. I don't really need to see much out of them. Maybe just try to find out who's going to be that, you know, those backup um, cornerbacks. But to me, it's the linebacking position and and where that's who's going to make it. You got to look at X Man. You got to look at Aziz. I don't think he'll. I don't know if he'll play or not. But is, is he healthy right now, John? I'm sorry, but wasn't he out with a little injury? 
Uh, yeah, he he was kind of in and out. Dave Gettleman said he has something going on with his leg, but yeah. I, you know, whether or so, not he plays on Saturday, okay. I'm not sure. But if he does play on Saturday, that's that would be my number one thing I want to see is him on Saturday for the for the for the game. No question. And by about the way, it. I yes. want to see this other guy for the other team. <laughs> Wilson. Oh, Zach Wilson, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I would imagine this kid's going to play some, right? I mean, he has to. Oh, yeah. I got to imagine he's going to play. And look, I was very straightforward and honest when we talked about the draft this year, Jeff. We watched, I watched over 100, I watched probably near 100 players, but I knew that the Giants were not in the market for a quarterback. So right, I really right. did not watch these quarterbacks at all. Sure. So, like, the first Jack, uh, Zach, Jack, the first Zach Wilson snap I see really is pretty much going to be my first <laughs> in this yeah. game. So yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing him, too. I agree. And just to, to build on your point with the offensive line very quickly, you know, Shane Lemieux, he's been working his way back. I mean, I think he'll be able to play, but we'll see. You know, Nate Solder, he was back at practice. He was dinged up a little bit a couple of days ago. We'll mm-hmm. see. Um, but, yeah, there are some depth issues there. And, you know, right now they have, by my count, 15 offensive linemen on the roster, give or take by my count. So 14, actually. So we'll see, you know, how many of those veterans have to play, how much they play those second guys. And I think it's important as they try to figure out, you know, I think we know who the three tackles are going to be, right? It's going to be Solder, Thomas, and Paired in some combination. Mm-hmm. But who's going to be those backup interior guys? And mm-hmm. can they show that they can go out there and block consistently throughout the game? I think, you know, that's going to be important to see if they can do it in a live game situation where it's full out go physical and how the interior of that offensive line does not just protecting the passer, but also blocking in the run game. So obviously we're not going to draw any huge conclusions from the first preseason game, but for offensive linemen, especially Jeff, mm-hmm. there's no replicating what happens in a game, which is why it's so important. Exactly. They get, they, you know, they get some live reps at practice, but they're so controlled. Everything is so controlled nowadays. So this is the first thing there. There is no control other than penalties, but this is a live. This is it. And the other thing too to luck, which another thing to look for tomorrow night with this offensive line is where these guys are playing. There's going to, they're going to be playing all over the place because these, this team likes the way that they can have the versatility from offensive linemen. So you're going to Jonathan Harrison, um, you know, playing center. Nick Gates might play a little uh, guard. Will Hernandez might play a little tackle. You never know. Because, by the way, the other day I was watching tape from the practices and Will Hernandez took, some, took a snap at right tackle. So I don't know if you saw that. They had Lemieux at right guard and, and, and Hernandez at right tackle. Um, I don't know if that was – I don't know what went on there. So, But a lot of these guys will be playing different positions. Yeah, no question about it. Um, and I think it will be interesting to see. Uh, the other thing offensively, Jeff, frankly, I just want to see the offense move the ball a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've mm-hmm. had maybe one and a half really good practices by the offense so far. And I thought after they kind of took off in that one practice last week it was that we'd have more consistent production. And I don't think we've seen that. Now, it's early. There's no reason to freak out. There's no reason to panic. But it, I would like to see something get going a little bit. Now, it's, this is less of an issue and a factor since Daniel Jones isn't out there and Kenny Galladay's not going to be out there and Saquon Barkley's not going to be out there. We don't know which offensive linemen aren't going to be out there. You know, who knows if Shepard and Ingram are going to play. Those are guys I think this coaching staff probably has a really good feel for. So why put them out there if you don't have to? And if none of those guys play, then, all right, then this point you can, you know, crumple it up and throw it in the trash. But... If they do, I would like to just see the offense consistently move the ball, especially in the passing game. Yeah, and speaking of the passing game, let's look out for some of those wide receivers. You know, does David Sills uh, maybe you know try to confirm that he's going to make this roster? 
Um, there's a lot of guys to look at there. Kadarius Tony, I mean, obviously we know he's going to make it, but how much will he play? Will he be returning kicks? Will he be, you know, playing some wide receiver? So it'll be interesting because you know most of the most of the young guys, the starters, they're going to be out. So it gives a a great opportunity for some of these other guys, with Dante Pettis and C.J. Bohr, David Sills, all those kind of guys, Alec Bachman. So these are guys that can go out there and try to, you know, we mentioned the special teams component. That's always important. We don't want to beat a dead horse there, but it's it's so important that these young guys can go out there and really execute their assignments on the special teams part of it too. Yeah, no question about it. Defensively, I want to see what these pass rushers can do. And you sure. mentioned there are some injuries at the position, um, mm-hmm. Jeff, but – you know, Ojolari, if he plays, I want to see him. I want to see what he does. Yeah. Uh, Odenabo, I, Lorenzo Carter, based on what he's done in practice, I would not expect him to play in this game. Mm-hmm. So Trent Harris, I think, has probably been the best pass rusher in camp so far, believe it or not. It's not a name Giant fans have heard us talk about a lot this offseason, but I think he's been very good. Um, so I want to see if these pass rushers can give you something. Because really, Jeff, you know, we talk a lot about how the defense is the strength of this team, but it's because of the secondary, right? I think if this defense wants to enter elite territory, you're going to have to get some consistent production out of edge rushers. Yeah, and that's something that this team has has been lacking other than Leonard Williams. So I think somebody's going to have to step up there, and it starts uh, tomorrow night by just these guys going out and proving what they can do. I mean, I I see Zemenez, and I see X-Man, and I also – excuse me, he's the same guy. (laughs) Lorenzo Carter and Aziz, those those are your main guys that are going to – you know, those are your speed, speed rusher guys. So I think you look at those three, and then up after that, you got a lot – there's some guys out there that really need to to show some, some what they can do. I mean, Odenabo is a guy, he's a veteran. We kind of know what he can do, right? So, but, and I probably, he's not going to play tomorrow, I would imagine. He's probably one of those veterans that wants to, to just watch the young guys go. But, you know, Tate Crowder is another guy at inside linebacker. We want to watch him. We know Reg, Reggie Raglan is a, a veteran, so we might not see much of him. However, you know, he is a, he's a guy that they just signed, so maybe he does have to prove a little bit to the coaches. Um, but Devontae Downs and TJ Brunson, big game for those two guys. Uh, they need to go out there and really show because those guys have a, a long ways ahead of them. And they're kind of, for me, um, they need to show the, the coaches that they can they can do something to make this team this year. Um, obviously, O'Shane uh, Zimenez and Cam Brown are guys that we know that can play Carter Coughlin. Um, they'll play, they're good special teams guys, which makes them you know valuable to this team. Yeah, no question about it. And I know we talked about this the other day. Your big trick, right, is to watch the first punt return and, and punt coverage units. And those are a pretty good hint of who might be on this roster. Yep. Yep. I don't know if you saw a little bit of the other night. Um, I actually did not get to see the punt team. I saw the field goals. Um, but the fact is, is that watch that punt team. Look at who that personal protector is. Okay. Um, I will tell you this. I've noticed a little bit of uh, at practice who's running that scout or the, the punt team. And, you know, there's three guys that can really go and see the running backs, basically. So, Gary, um, who is it? Um, darn it. Uh, Eli Penny is one of them. Okay. And then you got a guy like Gary Brightwell, who is another one. So that's just take a look at that. And then I know that um, Jabril Peppers has played that position before. So there's a lot of guys that they can they can pencil in there. But a true test, in my opinion, to want to get a little bit of an idea who might be making this roster. Look at that punt team when they run out there on tomorrow night. Yeah, I think it'll be fun to see. All right, folks, the phones are open, 201-939-4513, 201-939-4513. Get on the horn. Give us a call. We could talk some Giants football with you. And, and, you know, Jeff, just getting back to the decision not to play Daniel Jones, I get it. I mean, I know it's going to disappoint a lot of fans. You want to see the starting quarterback out there at least for a series or two. But this first preseason game, 
that's not going to give you a whole lot in the final evaluation here. It's not like it's a competition for the starting job right now. So I get it. Were you surprised that they weren't going to give him just one series or two, or did you expect him not to play in this game? I was surprised. I, I thought that they might give him a couple of series to go um, just to get his feet wet a little bit and kind of get some of that confidence going back into it. But evidently they feel that, um, you know, two preseason games and the two weeks before the regular season is enough. So, um, you know, he's a veteran. You know, he's a young veteran. But I think that I was surprised, John, to be honest with you. I thought that he would get a series or so or maybe two. Yeah, it's no not. question about it. Yeah, I was interested to see, too. You figure, what, Glennon plays a half and Thorson plays a half? That's what I'm thinking, right? I mean, there's nobody else, so I'll give it give Glennon the first half and then Clayton the second one. So, And I, I'm excited. I mean, I've seen Mike Glennon play. We all have seen him. But Clayton Thorson, I don't I know much about him, so it'll be interesting to watch him. Yeah, no question about it. I agree with you 100%, Jeff. Uh, who are the players, and I know we, we kind of touched on some of these guys, mm-hmm. that – you think either are fighting for a roster spot or really have something to prove and need to show need to show something in this first game to be on the 53. All right, I can go down real quickly. I'll start at the quarterback position, right? We know Mike, there's going to be, I don't know if they're going to carry three. It's probably not. Okay. Mike Glennon and Clayton Thorson. Obviously we know who the backup's going to be there. It's going to be Mike Glennon. So um, I think that Clayton Thorson, can he do something to show this team? Maybe, but um, going to the running back position, I, you know, I think that Barkley, Booker, Clement, maybe in Morris are kind of your four guys. So that leaves me with Brightwell and Plattsgummer, the two running back guys. So when I look at Brightwell, he's a draft pick. So I think he's got a little bit more clout. So we'll see what there is. But I think he's one guy that has to show some things. Um, you know, he's a six rounder. So, uh, you know, it's not a first rounder. So he's got a little, little to show there. Um, this is an interesting one. I think at the fullback position, you got Eli Penny and Colin Gillespie. Well, Gillespie is a good special teams player. And so, and so is Eli. So I think what you look at in these two comparisons is that, you know, who gives you more? Well, they're both very identical. <laughs> they're very similar. Uh, the only thing I could tell you is that Eli knows the offense. So I would look at it that position at the at the fullback position, the tight end one. Um, how many of these guys are gonna you're gonna keep? I'm thinking they're gonna keep three, John. Um, so if that's the case, you got Ingram, Rudolph, and Smith. They're probably your three guys. So that leaves you with the other guys. That, and I want to look at who's gonna maybe if they carry four, it's who's it gonna be? Now remember this expanded roster as far as not expanded roster, but the practice squad again is the same as last year so a lot of these guys that normally would maybe not be making the team or even making the practice squad they got a good chance to, to stay around because of that um expanded practice squad situation so um and then under wide receivers i think we all know kind of the you know the big five that are going to be there but who is that fifth who is that guy galladay shepherd slate and tony then what okay you got ross sills board and then i think that you know who are the other guys there pettis mac Cole, Willis, Bachman. I mean, I want to see something out of those guys. So I think if on the receiver portion of it, I got to see, show me something you can do at your own position, but then show me something you can do on special teams. Yeah, and I think that's especially important for Sills, right? You know, because I think Sills has shown the ability of a wide receiver at camp. He's I had think. a great camp. But yep. can he, if you're going to be the fifth or sixth wide receiver, Jeff, you have to play specials. Yep. So yep. can and he re- go out there and do that? And I remember last year he was doing good. You know, he was doing, we were talking about him last year like we're talking about him now, and then he got hurt. So I think that we look at him to to show me something there to secure that uh, wide receiver spot. Let me ask you a question, John. Do you think that they will keep six or seven wide receivers? Oh, I think that there's no way they're keeping seven. You can put that in the trash right now and and throw that idea out the window. I think there's a chance they only keep five. 
Because yeah. last year, I believe, when all was said and done, after they went through final cuts, I think for that first week of the season, I think they were only at five, mm. to be honest with you. Okay. But if, but, if two of those guys are core special teamers, then I think you get the six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that could be C.J. Board and, and Sills. Well, do you, would you consider a guy like Ross who would be your primary, if he could theoretically be your return guy and kick and punt, though he hasn't, I don't think, done punt as much. He does kickoffs, yeah. Can, can Would you consider that a core special teamer? Because, look, kick return the way it is now, Jeff, there just aren't many of those anymore. Can you consider that, like, uh, your primary job and position? I, I, don't, I don't think you can. Can you? Here's my th- – I'll give you my theory oh, on your theory? why I think they'll keep seven. Because I think the five that they will keep, and this is it goes to your point where you just made about Ross. See, I don't think Ross is obviously a core special teamer, but he will be your kickoff return guy, and he's a speedster, and he can add a little bit of value on as a receiver. Well, that I agree with for sure. So then you got Galladay, Shepard, Slayton, Tony, and Ross. Okay, you know Tony and Ross are just returners. Where are your special teams guys in that wide receiver group? There isn't any. So you gotta have you gotta have a guy like Sills or Board or somebody. So they could have they, they may have six. Well, Board we know. Board we know. Board we know is gonna be a gunner. He's gonna be on kick. Hundred percent. He's doing all that stuff. So he checks all those boxes. And for those of you that you know know anything about Joe Judge, that's gonna be widely important to him. So I'm not I'm not putting C.J. Board's name on the roster in ink yet, Jeff. Mm-hmm. But I'm. I feel pretty good about C.J. Board being on this roster right now. Okay. If he's healthy. So in that case, that would be six in, the, in my theory. Well, uh, I don't feel as sure about Ross as you do. Okay. So I see what you're saying. Okay. All right. So either way, um, you know, the O-line, I think, is just we're just going to have to see who kind of comes out of that that mishmash of what's happening there. Well, I think Kenny Wiggins, right, a guard. You know, he's someone that's been in there for Shane Lemieux when he was hurt. You know, Brett Heggie, yeah. can he be your backup center with Jonathan Harrison a little bit banged up? He might not be able to play. Kyle Murphy, the undrafted free agent, Jackson Barton, Jake Burton. You know, or can these guys step up and show that they can be relied on as a primary backup? Uh, that's going to be big. It's going to be huge. And all those guys that you just mentioned, they're going to have to show you something. And by the way, with uh, with this preseason game today and you know some of the opportunities as far as getting in these games, this is important for them. It's a great opportunity. And I hope they're looking at that, you know, so that'll be really good. I, I like Wiggins. I think that he I, – I actually think he stays. Oh, I and, agree. And to be honest with you, I, I almost think that there's there's always a there's always a flyer out there where, you know, there's usually at the end of the end of the se- preseason and all the roster moves and stuff, there's somebody who comes flying in here from somewhere else, you know, that gets cut and then they're from another team, they come in. And so, you know, we have to look at that as far as an offensive line mix, as far as how many guys are going to be here. Um, but and just to remind people, by the way, the teams do have to cut five players after this first preseason game. Is that what it is? Okay, yeah. that's there it was. So we're going 90 to 85. Now, I'm not sure if any of those five are going to be. Now, some teams do favors for guys, right? Some veterans that they don't think mm-hmm. are going to make it, they'll cut them loose early so they can catch on with another team early. Maybe that happens. But otherwise, these are usually end-of-camp guys. You know, maybe some of these guys the Giants have recently brought in um, after injuries happen. So we'll see. Well, listen, on the flip side of that, think of it on the other side of the coin. But the teams are making those those uh, those cuts, and if maybe there is another team that's doing a veteran a favor that the Giants have their eye on, that all of a sudden now they say, hey, you know what, we got this guy can play, help us on the offensive line or linebacker position, whatever it is, you know what I'm saying? So th- that could be a good thing for the Giants too. So, and I think it, then is it the following week it goes to um, 80? 
It yeah. must be, right? Yeah, I mean, it's it really close. It five after kind of like each game, correct? That's great. Well, okay. Um, you know, real quickly on the defensive side, somebody that I'm, I really need, I think that really needs to to stand out. I think at that, I think at the linebacker position, a guy like um, like Downs, who was you know been on the team last year a little bit, but I think he's kind of like you know he's a good backup. He's not a starter, but he needs to show that he can do some things. I think he's a good a, a big one now in the, in the cornerback. We haven't talked much about them, but um, where Darius Williams, I am really excited to watch him play. I watched him at the practice the other day, and I think I was telling you and Dan, I really like this kid. I, I think he's got some really good – he's very fast, very smart player, and I just want to see how he plays in a real game. So I'm, that'll be impressive to me if he can do well. So that's it. That's it for me. I'm out. <laughs> All right, well, we got a full bank of calls, so let's get to them. 201-939-4513. 201-939-4513. Let's go to Stephen Austin. He will – Lead us off today on Big Blue Kickoff Live. What's going on, Steve? How are you, pal? Hi, Steve. I'm doing well, John. Good day, Jeff. Thank you for everything you gave to the Giants. Appreciate that. Oh, you're welcome. They gave uh, me a lot, a... too. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Good. Both ways. Yep. Uh, I'm a longtime listener, John, uh, and sometimes, uh, unfortunately, my memory gets a little Siegel-esque. But, uh, <laughs> Join the club! Uh, <laughs> I seem to remember back in the day we started out, all it was was audio for a couple of years. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, when we first started, we started doing this. Um, this is when Jeff was still a player. Mm-hmm. In the conference room in the Giants' offices, which was in the basement of the old stadium, uh, <laughs> when the offices were in old Giants' stadium, and we were literally, I set it up every day from scratch, and it was called Big Blue Hits. Then it was before we were in Big Blue Kickoff, we were Big Blue Hits. And that was audio only um, from that little conference room, and we've come a long way since then. Good, save, save your memories. Excellent. Yeah, My memories well, even even better because I remember that room. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. And John, I just want to say that uh, you have a great game plan with your players. Uh, it's to me, you use everybody's skill set, the various combinations of your daily game plans. We have. Uh, animated discussion, we have some history, we have player experience, so uh, I think your game plan for what you present to us fans is really true. Well, the only thing I haven't figured out yet, Steve, I haven't figured out how to get rid of Lance yet. That, that, that's the one thing that I'm working on, and I still haven't gotten there yet, He's but I'm like trying. like cockroach. Just kind of just hangs around forever, right? Are you going to pick up his fifth-year option? <laughs> Yeah, my, my goodness, did. by the way, I, I wish he's been here fewer than five years. He is not. <laughs> <laughs> I think you do a great job with all your players well, thank maximizing you. their skill set. Uh, I do have a bit of a bold prediction for you I'd like to share. Sure. Uh, <clears throat> if you're going to do uh, the did you play with Jeff Fiegels this year, mm-hmm. Uh, I'd like to set his winning percentage, uh, the <laughs> over-under, at uh, 75%, and I'm going to go over. There you go. Wow. Now we're talking. And we will get to that sooner the or later. The problem is that I'm kind of running. Jeff, I've almost been through right. a lot of most of the, like, I know. I get players, it. We'll, but we'll have to bring it up. We I just won't bring it up best. as often. Yes, so that is true. That that'll be good. Thank you for the, uh, the positive outlook. Thank you. Okay. Just wanted to share that. You guys keep up the good work. Thank you very much for keeping us uh, 
in line with everything that's going on. Thank you, fellas. Steve, thank you very much for being part of the show, man. Good stuff. Appreciate you being such a long-time listener, too. Yeah, that goes back a long time. Big blue hits out of the conference room. I remember when you guys were in there. Because I used to hang out. I used to hang out in the video room. Yep. Uh, right across from you. <laughs> remember? Yep, in the basement. Right there. So uh, those were the, the bowels of Giant Stadium. Boy, that was it was the wild, wild west back then, Jeff. Where there was some weird things happening in the bottom cats, basement of that stadium. <laughs> cats and rats and um everything. Possums running was, around. It was yeah, it was something. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember, do you remember, do you remember that that not your room? Were you, were you ever in the auxiliary like workout room in that place? Yes. Um, right. That yeah. was right on the way to your office or where you guys were at. Yes, on that the place was side so there. small. Oh my gosh. In fact, that was a hideaway. We could go and uh, sleep in there. Oh, did you? Because nobody something. was ever in there. <laughs> 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 oh my goodness! Yeah, two zero one nine three nine four five one three. Yeah, it's it's just very very different world. Well, we the thing about it is that for people that don't understand, um, and this was very difficult to do for guys like you, that really never ever left there. That there's no there's no windows down there. It's dark. It's there. You can't see outside when it's raining. It's snowing. It's hot. You don't know. See, see me just like my office now is basically what you're telling me. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right. Yeah, you can walk out and go left and then oh, maybe yeah. see something, oh, that but that's true. it. Or just look through uh, Michael's office and you can see the the parking lot. But the fact is, you you you, you it's just so it was just so like. Ah, dungeness there, you know. It was dungeness. It was very dungeness. But uh, I will tell you, I love that place. I loved, I loved the stadium. I loved the people. Not the, the winds, though. You didn't love the winds. I did not like the winds. They were challenging. But I, I tell you, you know, it's, it's, it's comforting to know. You kind of knew. I, I knew the winds in that stadium, and that's that took that took a long time. That wasn't just the the years that I played there. Um, and, you know, for the Giants, it was coming there for so many years when I was with the Eagles and with the Cardinals. Remember, the Cardinals were in the NFC East, so we always would play them once a year. And then again with the Eagles, and then we would play them in the preseason sometimes. So I'd been to that MetLife Stadium, or excuse me, the Giants Stadium a lot of times before I was actually a Giant. And then, when I, of course, when I got to the Giant, it took me a couple of years, but um, they were tricky. They were very tricky. And by the way, for all those people that have always wondered about the tunnel, and the closing and the opening of it, it does make a difference, or it did make a difference. It did. It did. Interesting. It really did. We messed around with it when we were over there because we have hmm. time on our hands, kickers. Yeah, well, that's true. You know. Well, that's we, why that's why you was hanging out in the video room. Exactly. That was my, well. Nobody knew how. To, nobody knew where to go. Nobody knew where we were. That was the best thing. And you know, we play video games down there. By the way, can you believe that realignment happened next year? It's going to be the twentieth anniversary of realignment. No. I mean, mo most of the people that are a good deal of the people that are listening to this do not remember the old five by five by four mm -hmm. divisional alignment. Like mm -hmm. they just don't remember it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I, I probably surprised some people when they wait, the Cardinals were in the NFC East. How does that happen? Well, and that's when there were only four teams in the NFC West before when that was when Seattle was in the AFC. Right, and then I, they moved over. That's when I played at Seattle. There, we were in the AFC West, and it was you know um, Oakland, Cam, Kansas City. Oh no, wait, was it Kansas City? Yep, yeah, mm -hmm. Kansas City, um, San Diego, Dan, San Diego, and the Raiders, and, and the Raiders. Yeah. yeah, crazy. Yeah, and that's when you had sixteen teams in the AFC and just fourteen in the NFC because you had to have it you know split up because you couldn't have fifteen and fifteen because then you had to have a an, inter a, yeah. an interconference game every week, which is something they didn't want to do. Yep. Yep. And then uh, along came uh, Jacksonville. Carolina. Carolina. It went to 32. 
and realignment, and boom, boom, there you go. 20 years. Wow. Yeah, 2002. You're old, John. Not you're as, old. No, you're getting old. Not as old as you. No, you're not. You never will be. Thank goodness. <laughs> 201-939-4513. Scott in New Mexico is up next on Big Blue Kickoff. Scotty, Scotty man, it's been a while. How are you? Hi, guys. How are you doing today? Doing great. Good. Uh, first of all, uh, I think Lance gets a bad rap. Tell him the guy from New Mexico supports him. I mean, if, uh, yeah, we'll make sure he gets don't. that message for you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and as far as uh, Rosario Williams and uh, John Ross, Jeff, I hope they do make the team. I think they'll both be valuable assets. Sure. But, but my question today has to do with uh, what can you glean from these preseason games versus the scrimmages at practice. And the reason I ask the question, most of these guys are probably going to get no more than probably, I'd say, 10 or 15 reps uh, in the preseason games with all the players that they have. So are the coaches' minds sort of made up prior to these games? And the reason I mention this, if you have uh, what you call your second-tier players going up against, say, the Jets' second-tier players, how can you evaluate unless they're going up against their first team players, so that it's sort of a, they can see what they can do against the first team? If you're following my drift, and does it really matter to have three preseason games? Uh, do you get a fair analysis of players that may or may not make the team, rather than what they do in practice? Yeah, Scott, I th- I think good you question. do, and I think it's a very good question. And one, they do mix that up. Like, for example, at the Fan Fest on, on Saturday, on Friday, on Wednesday, rather. I'm losing track of all my days. Um, they, okay. they, they did mix it up and have, like, the, the second or third team defense go against the first team offense. And, mm-hmm. and, and they do do that periodically to give everyone kind of a chance against other people. Like, Rodarius Williams, for example, is covering Darius Slayton a lot on Wednesday night. Right. Just, just to give you an example. Um, okay. In terms of the preseason games... The difference is that even in the competitive practices and scrimmages, nobody's tackling to the ground, right? So when you look at things like tackling and really going all out full speed, and Jeff, I I should probably just just let let you answer this. No, I think you make great points. Just get a little bit deeper into why the games even are more important than these scrimmages. Well, I think you hit one was tackling, okay? Two is tempo. The tempo in a game is way better than any of the practices. And three, it's it's a lot of – so – Here's what people have to understand, and I, and I, I kind of harp on it all the time about how guys can take what they learn in the classroom and apply it to the, to the game field. Okay. Well, there's one they can take it to the practice field is one thing, but applying it to it a game is another because there's pressure. Now there's going to be fans in the stands this time. So these kids, you know, it's a little bit, so they gotta, we gotta, we got to check that out. We're, we're watching them every day on the practice field and doing these things, but can the, guy, can the guy compete at a high level on the field against a different team? We give him a play. Can he execute the play? Can he learn? So this is all about the evaluation. But I, I think John made an excellent point about the tackling. It doesn't happen in practice. There is there's right. no tackling in practice. So that's the biggest thing, um, in my opinion. And then, of course, the evaluation uh, with, from, the, from the team evaluating their own players. Back to the, the second team guy against the second team guy. I, right. I think that you make a good point. Is how do you evaluate those guys if they're not going up against the first team guys? Well, right. you're, you're you're taking in you're, you're you're evaluating that guy against that other guy. So if that other guy's a second team guy, I mean, how, it's kind of you're kind of comparing the two, and I, you're hoping that your guy's better than their second guy. You know, so um, there's just a lot of stuff that these guys are looking at on a daily basis as far as um, evaluation goes. Okay, um, my last question. I'll take it off the air. Uh, say a player is m- marginal. Uh, the coaches like him, but he doesn't hit 
any of these preseason games for, say, an injury or something like that, or they're just nursing him along. But they have good, you know, they have confidence that he might make the team. How much, I guess the question is sort of a loaded question, but how much does the evaluation process of what they do in practice mean if they don't get into any of the preseason games? And I'll take your answer off the air, guys. Thanks again. Yeah, thank you, Scott. Appreciate the call. Um, I would say it's very rare that guys have full practices and then don't play in any of the games because if you're too injured to play in the games, you're also going to miss a lot of practices. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. So that's kind of how I look at it. But I think that's a guy that you'll probably say, all right, maybe we can squeeze him onto the practice squad since nobody saw them perform well in a game because that's what other teams see when they look at their tape. Right. And they try to look for guys that get cut. So if a guy doesn't do anything a game and you think he's hidden and only done stuff in practice for you, that's probably a guy, of course, depending on what his pedigree is, where he was drafted, that that's a guy you think, all right, well, maybe I can sneak this guy into the practice squad because since he hasn't played in a game, Jeff, there's no tape on him. Mm-hmm. That's a guy that I think I can sneak. <laughs> I like the word sneak because it does happen. <laughs> it certainly does. Like, let's just say, uh, you know, one of your guys that you happen to, to get, either a street free agent or maybe a, a late round draft pick, um, gets hurt in camp, and then you're rehabbing him, and he's available to play in maybe the last or the second to the last preseason game. And you as a staff say, you know what? It might be better off that we just kind of keep this guy out and, and basically tell everybody that he's got an injury, and then we'll, you know, nobody will kind of pay attention to him, and then we'll put him on the practice squad. That's kind of what th- – now, that does happen. That does happen. And a lot of the players are like, come on, man. You know, I want to play in the game. And they're like, listen, it's okay. We- we're going to, you know, we're going to kind of – I don't think they tell them we're going to hide you, but they kind of come up with a reason why we're not going to play you. All right, so that that does happen. Not very often, but it, it can. Um, you know what? The other thing, too, that I wanted to go back and real quickly about the inter-squad scrimmages. Yeah, please. Um, the one thing that I love about those, and we and I, when I was playing, we did some of them. The fights. Um, you, the you fights, yeah. I love, love the fights. The fights. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And that, that is one thing you don't want to see because once that happens, the whole thing is just a you-know-what show. It's just you don't want to – you want to know going into it that we're not going to do this. Now, guys are guys and things happen, but you want to I was joking, it. obviously. And, and clearly, JoJo's already proven that he does not like it when his guys get into fights. Absolutely. So I feel like – but the, with, with the competition at that thing, here's the thing. Those coaches in a game are not out on the field with these guys. They're on the sideline, and they have to make corrections when they come off the field. In those practices on nine on seven, one on one drills, and you know seven on seven, these kinds of things, those coaches are there to be able to coach immediately after that play, and so that's what's important. And by the way, those are full go. And you talk about you know there's no ta- I don't think there's going to be tackling in those things, but full go meaning like one on one drills for the linemen. Those guys are coming off the football, and it's not thud. It is real live stuff. So if you ever get a chance to go to any of those scrimmages that they that they have. Always go watch the big boys because they're physical. And then I think the coaches get a big, huge – it's an advantage for these guys to be able to work side-by-side with, side with the players in that situation. So I just wanted to add to that. No, I think those are all fair points, Jeff. 201-939-4513. 201-939-4513. want to remind everybody that select number – of limited giant season tickets are on sale now for the 2021 season. In addition to ticket savings, membership benefits include access to exclusive events, experiences, pre-sales, and more. You can lock in your seat starting at just 100 bucks. Call 888-NYG-1925 or visit Giants.com slash tickets for more information. All right, back to the phones. Let's see. Marty and Manahawkins has been holding the longest. Marty, what's up, pal? Hi, Marty. 
Hey, good morning, guys. How are you? Good. Uh, Welcome back. I'm just curious. You, you were talking about uh, you know special teams, and uh, I'm thinking about our safety situation this year, where we have a lot of talent there. Uh, I'm just curious, how do you feel that uh, a guy like Nate Ebner would fit in this year? I mean, primary is special. He's, he's the personal protector on punts, right, Jeff? That's one. And he's just a core special teamer. Uh, and he also can play safety. <laughs> you know, I mean, look what he did last year. I, um, we talked about him the other day uh, when Paul was on. He is a guy that, you know, is coming off this rugby season and all the Olympic stuff and what have you. But um, he's got to get back in football shape and he's got to get in here. I, I actually, Joe Judge seemed to indicate the other day when he was asked about him that it's still a, very much a possibility that he's back. I feel there's an extremely good chance that he is back. And Joe Judge likes him a lot. <laughs> and, and the thing about Joe Judge is that, um, or excuse me, and Joe Judge too, but they, they know each other. So Nate Ebner is not a guy that uh, needs to learn anything on special teams. He understands concepts and what they've already been because he was here last year. And he has this unique ability to be able to just show up and play. I mean, come on, guys. The guy plays rugby. He can play football. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Those guys are in shape, man. I'm telling you. And that's a that's. I think he can get here. And I just look at the other core special teams guys on the roster now. Go ahead and try to find me a more core guy than Nate Ebner. I can't see it. So there's a good chance I think he'll be back. Yeah, yeah. I'd have I'd have to agree. I just was, uh, you know, wondering, uh, you know, if there's another player that, uh, you know, he may he he can. He'll be able to play special teams, but he might be on the cusp, you know, at another position. You know, would they, you know, would they take that into consideration also? Well, we'll, we'll see soon enough, right? Um, I think this is a big night for or tomorrow, and it's a big night for a lot of these guys. And I, I know I keep saying it, guys, but it, this is every year we talk about this. It's it it, it comes down to this because like when John and I were talking about earlier, I think we can go through the roster and pretty much, you know, between. 45 and 48 guys we can pick right away yeah and the other ones are just you know what's what's going to stand out and we say it every time the the initials st every single time it happens somebody's got to show me make some big play the big return or make a big block block a kick you know do something that like sticks out that we can talk about on the radio uh next week that would be fun thank you marty thank you marty thanks guys good stuff 201-939-4513. 201-939-4513. Let's keep rolling on the phones. You guys are doing a great job. And go to John up in Maine. John, what's going Hello, on? Hello, John in Maine. Hey, fellas. How you doing? Hey, John. Wonderful. How are you? Good, good. Um, the first thing, it's a little serious. When, uh, whenever Jeff is late, you're going to have to make him do a lap around the golf <laughs> Around the golf course. The golf. Ooh, the, all, a lap around all 18 holes? I mean, I would much rather have the 5K for Clara's college fund, but I but to see Jeff, like, blow up his knee and his back trying to run 18 no, 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 holes, no, no, no. I think that'll be fun. No, no. At his speed with his golf club in hand. <laughs> uh, there we go. That, that, would be, okay, that, would be a, that would be a fair punishment. I like you that. You might call it a round. <laughs> a round. There you go. I'll get around. And if he's on time, two rounds. Two rounds. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, of course, um, John, John wants the 5000 and, <laughs> and Paul wants the Super Bowl trophy, so Jeff, what else can I give out? It's for the education of my child. Of course, yeah. Not that I don't Come have on. four kids that have gone through college. So. <laughs> <laughs> you have one, John. I have four, so there you go. We're not going to go there. Anyways, I'm sorry. Continue. <laughs> um, yeah, well, the, the, the question I had is um, I can get the, uh, of the box scores of the uh, uh, skill players on the Internet. But I don't know how to get um, game-by-game statistics on offensive linemen. 
like pressures and sacks. You know where I can get that? Pro Football Focus is your is your way. You would have to subscribe in order and, and, and pay for a subscription in order to get it. But uh, look, uh, Paul, you know what you know. Paul Dettino thinks of PFF, uh, but Jeff and I we don't swear by it. But both of us think it's a very useful tool mm-hmm. to figure out broadly how some of these guys are performing. Because look, if I want John, if I wanted to sit here and truly evaluate every player that the Giants had and were they're going to play, I would be watching tape every hour of every day. I mean, it takes an assistant coach just for his group an entire day just to evaluate his group of players. That's what the coaches do, you know, on the plane and when they get back on Monday, and it takes them hours. So if I'm trying to figure out every position group on both sides of the ball and watch every guy, I mean, I, I wouldn't be able to do. I wouldn't be able to do anything else. It would be insanity. So I like to use that as a baseline. And if I see things that stick out, whether it's whether somebody's really good or really bad at something, I'll go back and I'll watch for that specifically on tape to confirm it with my eyes to see whether or not I think their metrics are accurate. And more times than not, they are. So I think it's a really useful tool to to just give you additional information that you couldn't possibly get otherwise simply because of limitations of time. Now, someone like Jeff who's retired, he just, you know, gives up three or four rounds of golf a week and he can watch all the tape he wants. But other people like us that are grinding every week, it's a little bit tougher, you know? I still yep. find it easier just to get the subscription. <laughs> <laughs> a lot more, less it, effort. It, it helps getting in like a trend or see if, I mean, if a guy makes uh, 10 pressures one week and two the next, because you guys are saying uh, things like um, uh, they're trending uh, positively yeah. toward the second half of the year, but that's kind of a you know broad look, and I kind of like to see game by game. No, absolutely, hundred percent. And 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 PFF will have their game by game stats on there with the subscription. So it's 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 it, in my opinion, John, it's definitely good. worth it because if you if you do the yearly, you also get all their stuff leading up to the draft, all the data on the college guys, which is great leading up to the draft. I mm-hmm. just in my personal opinion, I think it's a real good value. That's just me. okay. Got it written down, and uh, looking for looking for a successful year here for a change. <laughs> yeah, aren't we all? I think we're going to get it. I think as long as this you know, team think, stays healthy. Uh, the way I look at it, I think I think basically the rebuild is over. I think they have good players at most most all position groups, and uh, we should see results starting this year. Awesome, yeah. thank you, John. You're welcome, guys. Take care. Have a good weekend. Good too. John. You know, this guy told me he wasn't going to call up until the regular season. After I, me and him, you know, we had a little spat with him, Jeff. You know, mm-hmm. he called up about Deshaun Watson calling bluffs, and it didn't make any sense. And then he said, I'm not going to call you to the regular season starts. Well, we have Carl Banks to thank for tweeting about Rise and John, and that is buoyed the confidence of Charlie in Portland, Maine, who now all of a sudden thinks he's some type of scout because Carl Banks tweeted about him when he was him, calling right? yeah. him. So, Let's stay in Maine, and let's bring in Charlie in Portland, Maine at 201-939-4513. Charlie, welcome back, buddy. It's been a while. <laughs> hey, John. Hey, Jeff. Hello. You know, our fan base was so thrilled, Charlie, that you hadn't called in for a couple weeks. <laughs> I had never gotten so many happy tweets from Giant fans that you had not called in. So I'm just letting you know. Hey, I just got the opposite. I mean, they were saying, why haven't you called? Wait, call. So that's, hey, you know, what are you <laughs> Where did you get do? that from? His family. His family. <laughs> that's family. it. It was his family. <laughs> no one else said that. Let's be honest. <laughs> no, uh, they have. I'll show you. The, I'll send you the tweet. No, I won't. I won't send it to you. But uh, the reason I was calling, yeah, Ryzen, John, I just want to, you know, hey, this guy is who he is. I don't know if he'll get to play because he just got a, a COVID this, this Saturday, but 
hopefully in the next week he'll show you who he is. Charlie. And I still think – go ahead. No, finish up. I'm sorry. Finish up. No, I was just going to say I still think he's going to make the 53, especially since our tight end position is kind of, you know, uh, with uh, Tulo going out for the year. Um, they got a lot of – yeah, Tololo. They got a lot of journeymen on this uh, team right now. Well, so Charlie, when I, when, I think, I, when I walked into that fan fest on Wednesday night, Carl Banks yeah. walks in. He's sitting there. I go, Carl, I have a bone to pick with you. <laughs> and he goes, what, John? <laughs> I go, we have a caller who has been trying to you know, tell us how great Ryzen John is. And I said, he saw your tweet. And now he says, even Carl Banks thinks he's going to be great. He's making the team and all that stuff. And Carl looks at me. He goes, I didn't say any of that. I go, I know you didn't, but our caller is a, is a lunatic, and he just started laughing. <laughs> so we, we, we had the conversation, but it, it, in, in all seriousness, Charlie, I do think yeah. because of the presence of Ingram and Rudolph, keeping that fourth tight end that's primarily going to be a receiver I think is probably going to be tough unless he can give you a lot on specials. I still think, based on the way I think they're going to want to run this offense, they're probably going to have more of a blocking tight end in that number four spot if they keep four tight ends at all. And if they only keep three tight ends, then your boy has no shot because they're not keeping Rudolph Ingram and Ryzen John with no blocking tight ends on the roster. So He may, he may have a shot for the practice squad. Oh, That's for sure. It. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But, uh... but, I, but, but special teams-wise, look, this is where I would put him on special teams. On the field goal blocking team, he's 6'7". He could play there because he'll block some field goals if he gets an opportunity. And and the other place I put him in is punt blocking. You know, when we definitely want to block a punt, and it's like that's what we're going for. He's another. You know, he's six seven. He's got big wink span. So I see those two places he could be on the special team. Hey, look, Charlie, you're and right. Play he, really well. He is an excellent athlete. He has excellent tools, right. but is he a good enough football player? That's what we have to say. Yeah, and, and the thing is, it, you know, to me, instead of putting Phil on the team as, you know, the seventh wide receiver or the sixth, I would put John on there. And and the other thing is, it's 55 this year. It's not 53 players. It's 55. We're going back to last year when they can bring up two more people. One has to be an offensive lineman, and there's going to be another person. And it's 48 instead of 46 dressing. So you can have that extra guy, either a tight end or a wide receiver or whoever you decide you want. So I think with that extra guy, he's going to be on the 55. I got you. It's going to be 55, right? Well, remember, in order to get to 55, they have to be offensive linemen, though. Just remember that. No, only one of them has to be. Well, right. Yeah, correct. Right, right, right. Right. So there's still a spot open for one more player. All right, Charlie, do you have so anything else besides I'm... besides rising for me? What do you got? Anything else? Is that it? Well, yeah, I, I, got, I got this for you. Okay. Our starting left tackle for this Jets game is going to be Wilkinson. Huh? <laughs> the coach who's been playing left guard <laughs> because like they haven't got enough have people. Oh. Okay, yeah. Well, he probably could still play. Thank yeah. you, Charlie. <laughs> Okay. You just ruined the call, Charlie. You uh, were doing very good up until that point. You tell get rid of him. Thank and then, you. And then once again, Charlie disappoints at the end. I thought I, I thought that's what I, I I did think that maybe that's what he meant. But I thought honestly, I just thought he was mispronouncing somebody's name, which is what he often does. Sure. But I was trying to figure out which guy he was mispronouncing. I'm like, 
Wiggins is pretty easy. I doubt he would mispronounce Wiggins. But actually, you know, you want to joke around, like out of all the offensive linemen, Jeff, and, you know, I think Andrew Thomas has actually probably maybe been the best player, period, at that entire position so far in camp, to be honest with you. I think that I think that Andrew Thomas is just going to grow into that position where we just don't pay much attention to him anymore. I think he'll just be solid and just you know a guy that we don't talk about. Well, and hopefully become better than solid too as we go, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'd like a maybe a Pro Bowl in there, and all Pro one year would be nice. But I mean, for the fact is, he just wants guy to be solid and just you know, be good, good player. If there's someone you can confidently put there a left tackle each week to take care of his business and yes. be a good NFL player, you can't argue with that. Hundred percent. You know, I I think that Charlie has a good point. If the Giants decide to keep four tight ends. It will probably come down to John or Huckatini. Is that how you say it? Hick- yeah, Huckatini. Yeah. So between those two guys. Well, they also it- brought in that blocker too from Ohio State, who had basically no college catches. What's the guy's name? Hausman too, mm-hmm. who's really like mm-hmm. just 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 a blocker. So that you know, if you're going to try to replace Toy Lolo, the blocker, with another blocker, maybe Hausman. But I think Huckatini's been pretty good in camp, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll. Uh- We'll see what happens. That's just, you know, that's the roster maneuver. Uh, we just It's kind of funny. It changes every year, but it's pretty consistent as far as, like, the numbers go. You know, was there six or seven receivers? Is yep. there five? It just depends. Again, we talked about this earlier. Uh, a lot of things depend on the numbers. It's, it's availability. It's injuries. It's guys that are going to put on temporary IR. Remember, the short-term yep. IR? Mm-hmm. There's just so many things that go into that final fi- 55, if you will. Now, there's a 53-man roster. They can maneuver two guys up and down. So that's not they're not on the 55-man roster, right? They, they're on they're on practice mm-hmm. squad. They can move up and down. It becomes a 55-man roster on Sunday. Yes. But the true 53-man roster is the roster. Yes. Don't miss out on your chance to experience a premier hospitality experience watching Giant Games or world-class concerts in 2021 as a Giant Suite partner. Limited full-season locations are available or place a deposit for individual games. Call 888-NYG-1925 or visit Giants.com slash suites for more information. Let's go to Chris in Woodlands first here, Taylor, on line one. We have two more calls to get in the final six minutes. Let's go to Chris first. Chris, what's going on? Well, good morning or good afternoon, gentlemen. Hello, sir. Haven't you guys in a while. Hopefully what's up? you're doing well. We're great. Um... So, uh, quick question, and then my bold predictions. Uh, just out of curiosity, wh- which one of you guys uh, are traveling this year to the roll games? It, it, Paul, I would imagine, is with FAN, but are you guys traveling at all? Uh, Jeff will not be. I will be. I'm not sure I'm going to be on the charter or not, but I will be at road games. And Paul, I believe, will be for road games. I'm not positive about that. Uh, but from our group along, and of course, you have Papa, Banks, and, and Cross will be going as well. Well, I, I, I wanted uh, one of you guys, because hopefully we'll keep in touch. Uh, hopefully I'll have the opportunity to buy you guys a dinner at my favorite Italian restaurant in New Orleans, because I'm going to that road game. Uh, well, so, I, feel, uh, I feel like if you're going to New Orleans, though, you shouldn't get Italian, right? I figured you have to, you know, you have, you have to do like some nice, you know, Louisiana Southern gumbo or something like that, right? In New Orleans? Cajun. Sir? Yeah, Cajun. Cajun Italian. It, it, there's a Cajun, Cajun Italian. Italian? What the heck is Cajun Italian? The, the key word here is free, John. He, just, <laughs> <laughs> he mentioned a free dinner. I wouldn't. No, yeah, I don't no, care what it is. Jeff, you make an, you yeah, make, if, you make if, an excellent if, point. If you're gonna keep, you make an excellent point. To me that, if you're gonna question me, then don't come. I'll get it for Paulie. Then. Chris, I take it back. I love Cajun Italian. It's, fan, it's my favorite. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll we'll be in touch as we get closer. Sounds um, good. Bold, bold predictions. I got two bold predictions. One, I'm coming hard and I'm coming early. I think the Denver game, defense is going to account for 10 points, Ooh. whether it be uh, a pick six, 
and then a fumble recovery in Denver's side of the field, and we get a field goal out of it. I think the defense is going to be nasty, and they're going to show it from the first game. Well, I'll say this. Um, if you want that to come true, you better hope that Drew Locke wins that starting job instead of Bridgewater. <laughs> yeah. that, that, that's 100%. what I am hoping for. Good. <laughs> and, 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 and the other one would be, I think special teams is going to be a top three special teams this year. Judge is going to make a statement like no other this year with special teams. And, and we got the weapons to be a top five. I think we'll be a top three. That's my bold prediction. Thank you, Great. Chris. Great. Guys, Good care. stuff. Hopefully talk to you in New Orleans, my friend. I, uh, you got it. On the bold prediction special team stuff, I, I think this this unit this year has a, has a chance for some big plays. Both, uh, you know, defending and also returning. So I think, you know, block kicks, uh, things like that. And then I think the return, the return game should be exciting. Kadarius uh, Tony can be very electrifying. And, and if John Ross is the guy, he's got that speed that he can, you know, it's all timing. We watched it at the scrimmage year the, at the fan festival that when they're practicing this timing on kickoff returns. That's all a kickoff return is if they get the chance. Everybody kicks it out of the damn end zone now. But when they do get a chance, if they can time it up, John Ross has got the speed to break one if he's still around. Yeah, and throw Peppers in there. Mm-hmm. You know, if he does kicks, Dory Jackson's been doing it. Sure. So, Kadarius Tony. You know, all these guys could Jackson's be in the mix fast that. now. Whew. They're all I was, fast. I was watching him the other night. No, you, he's quick. You know, you could just tell these guys that stand out their speed, and it's not so much the forty like; it's just the acceleration between stop and go, start, stop. You took the words right out of my yep. mouth, Jeff. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? Like all of a sudden they're backpedaling and they stop, and then the next thing you know they accelerate and they go. You could just see the difference because it's funny because we were watching that drill. I had picked up on a few guys, and then all of a sudden we panned over to the defensive linemen that were doing. Remember they were doing the drill, John, we were watching that? They were doing the dummy drill where they were kind of kind of rushing in, and then they were kind of turning around, and they were running back. As you could tell, I mean, not comparing the speed between defensive linemen and cornerbacks, but you could just tell the acceleration in those cornerbacks are just incredible how they can stop and go, how fast they are. And Adoree's one of them. And by the way, thank you for checking me, Jeff. It's like trying to complain about a free meal. I don't know how I was doing that. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, it's my bad. No, no. I, it's, uh, yeah, that's okay. I, <laughs> it's fine. I, I was about to say, well, then I'll maybe just travel down there that, that game and just get the free meal <laughs> and, and for John. Way, and by the way, folks, you wouldn't think this, by the way, but no one, despite the fact that they've made a lot of money, no one is more adept at capitalizing on getting free stuff than former NFL players. <laughs> no question. No one likes free stuff like former football players. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And by the way, Aaron current. <laughs> And current, by the it way. It will never change. <laughs> and that is so funny you mentioned that because anytime there was a huge box of anything that came into the locker room, it is like it is like chum in the water, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> You'd open it up and it's like, you know, back in the day, I remember in Philly, we used to get this stuff all the time before all this, you know, you know, the mark, the um, what is it called? Like the, the marketing, team? the marketing. But, the, you know, the NFL has all the the whatever the copyrights on a lot of so these companies would send stuff to the locker room trying to get their their name out oh so the players would wear it on the, the field, players right? would they wear it on, on the field yeah, so yeah, they could yeah, do yeah, that yeah. you know mm-hmm. they can't do that anymore so we would get all this stuff that would come in and i mean it was like just blood in the water man and you open the box up and it's free oh my god there's a melee <laughs> it's like unbelievable nah, it's just you're right but you're right you're 100 percent correct if it's free it's for me that's what everybody would say <laughs> All right, final call of the show. Let's wrap it up with Len in Columbia, Maryland. Hey, Len. Fitting, he's our final caller before our first preseason game. Len, what's going on, man? How are you? Yeah, hey, guys. How you doing? How you doing? Um, Hey, hey, John, when you you get to Tampa, get get Jeff to spring for dinner at Burns Steakhouse. 
Hey, listen. Jeff's probably been there. Jeff's probably been there. I haven't and been he, there. He, nope, I okay. haven't been to that one. Right. I wish. Let All me right. tell you See something, get... Jeff. Let me tell you something, Len. The next meal Jeff buys for me will be the first meal that Jeff buys for me. <laughs> yeah. So that'll be great. That's correct. That's right. <laughs> hey, still listen. coming. He's still waiting for that one. <laughs> there we go. Hey, listen. If my good buddy um, Charlie is still listening, 62 years ago this week, Giants-Packers exhibition game. Bangor, Maine, the only time the Giants appeared in Bangor. Paul Dottino was there. <laughs> if, if you guys have nothing to do someday next week, Google it. It's a great story. Jeff, here, here's one for you. Both teams stayed in the same hotel overnight after the game. Imagine that. Oh, wow. Oh, that's a great part. I, 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 I bet, by the way, I don't know that for a fact. I wonder if the Yankees and White Sox last night had to stay in the same hotel for the Iowa game. Probably. Which, by the way, was so cool. I don't know if you guys watched no, any of I that. No, I did, yeah. With the yeah, guys, the with the guys walking. Yeah. How about the guys walking out of the cornfields at the beginning of the game <laughs> to get to the dugouts? It was so cool. Oh, I loved it. It was awesome. Yeah. The, the only thing the only thing wrong with last night, John, was the, the final score. Yeah, the yeah, the the uh, that, that, the, uh, that was the only thing. Yeah, I will. Oh, and, I will pass know, on geez. the bottom of the ninth. Thank you. No and, good. And, and, and guys, and guys, this is not where I wanted to go. But can those announcers just announce the baseball game for Lord's sake? I mean, <laughs> holy <laughs> cow! I mean, come on. Yeah. Well, they, they took a yeah, special Costner, opportunity, Costner's right? A, <laughs> Costner's a wonderful actor and a great guy, and I'm glad he was there. But uh, come on, three innings of conversation. Come on. Come on, Fox, right. what are you doing? What are you doing? Hey, right, what's, um, what's, what's, hey couple of yeah, things. Go I'm, I'm going to get a jump on the first question that somebody is going to ask you next week, guys. Okay. And here's what that question is. And I'm asking you now, maybe you can give me an answer. What are the chances that Fulton and Looney come out of retirement to play for the Giants? No idea. I no would, idea. I'm, I'm thinking small because I figure you don't make a decision like that on a whim. Jeff would know okay. better. Well, no, Jeff has kind of gone back and forth. <laughs> yeah, on I've, I've come too. back, so I'm so a bad person maybe to ask. Maybe you're the wrong that person one. to ask. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, it's an I, opportunity. I think, we're gonna be, I think we're going to be talking about line depth. No, you could be er, right. Yeah, you could be we're right. Already early, about early and often next week. Sure. You early could be and right. often. Absolutely. All right. It's a second, second point. Um, in his first two years in the league, Dexter Lawrence has played more than once as the offensive right guard on the field goal and point after touchdown plays, okay, as a blocker. Mm -hmm. If you're looking for a fourth tight end in short yardage, oh boy, how about Dexter Lawrence? <laughs> they, not they, carrying the ball, how, not carrying the ball. Did they use just him smothering? As, did they use somebody as a fullback last year, Jeff? That played defense on a couple plays, didn't they? Or was that a couple years ago when they did that? When they used somebody on the they used somebody on defense. I don't remember. On offense, on a goal line play. Yeah, you know, I, I seem I seem was to recall Thomas that too. I can't that, I can't quite. That might have been under that might have been under Shermer. I'm trying to remember when they they have done it recently, and I don't remember who. Oh. I thought it might have been Tomlinson, maybe. Um, I don't think so. That's a good right. question. Oh boy, I don't remember now. All right, I will I will check on that. Oh, line. refrigerator Perry, right. that's who it was. Well, yeah, well, that Let was me. like forever ago, though. I mean, jeez, <laughs> I'm talking the Giants, Jeff, the Giants. Let me let me mention one uh, one last thing. Um, I, I the thing that perplexes me. I mean, we almost signed that fourth quarterback. I I don't understand how you if you're only carrying three quarterbacks in the preseason, and it's the first game of the year, that you're not going to play one of those three quarterbacks. I, I mean, I just don't. I don't. I mean, I don't get that. Two halves of, of course, football. Course, I've been harping. I've been harping on signing a fourth quarterback before they since before they started training camp. Not here. I just think you need a fourth. I think you need a fourth quarterback. Hey, hey, Jeff. 
Yes, sir. Um, quick, quick point, and um, John will remember this since you were reminiscing. I think it was with the first caller, John. You, I remember the days when, as you guys were talking to callers, people could tweet in and comment on the caller. Do you remember the? Do you remember that, John? Well, I mean, we can. I got Twitter up. People can tweet in about callers and anytime they want. So yeah, we but can you were still you were that. showing it. You yeah yeah, but you were showing it. It was rolling as people. And Jeff, as a caller. You had to have a thick skin, cause man, <laughs> you could wrong. get punished. You could get punished badly. Sure. Punished badly. I got some quick tweets on there. You know, somebody announcing to the world, lens on, everybody listen, and, and then the next tweet would, and then the next tweet would be, get that old guy off the phone. Yeah. He keeps rambling. Yeah. Oh, I got it. <laughs> Thank you, Len. Hey, hey Len, have a great weekend. The jets. We'll hey, talk hey, to you beat soon. the Jets. Beat yep. the Jets. Beat Thank the you, Jets, Shines. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Thank Bye. you, Lake. Good stuff. All right, Jeff. We're a little late here. I know we are. But uh, give me one final okay. thought. Do you have anything else you want to say? B- b- uh, no, I think, I, I think just enjoy the game tomorrow night, everybody. Uh, obviously, we'll be doing the pregame stuff. And, that you know, for the most part about it, it's just, you know, it's going to be great as a as the Giants be able to go to see the game. I'm excited for the fans, and I'm excited for the players, the organization, everybody be safe. And I'm looking forward to seeing some football and being back in the stadium and watching a football game Yeah, first time fans will be in the building for a game since, let me get the exact date for you, December 29th, I believe, 2019, when they played the Philadelphia Eagles. So it's been a while, Jeff. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Looking forward to it. Got a long ways to go, though, folks. Yeah, should be a lot of fun, though. Remember, and Jeff mentioned it. You can find our coverage on the radio on WFAN AM. It'll be AM only. The Yankees will be on FM. So 660 AM, which is traditionally what FAN's always been on. It'll start at 630 on Saturday night. Make sure you check it out. Chris Carino, Sean O'Hara, uh, and Paul Dettino on the sideline for the call. Carino and O'Hara in the booth. Jeff, myself, Paul, and Lance pre and post. Make sure you check it out. I'm John Schmelk. We'll talk to you next time, Monday, 11 a.m. on Big Blue Kickoff Live.